so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. John 15, 57 tells us that Jesus has called us friends, and he's made known to us everything that the Father has made known to him. He chose us and appointed us to go and bear fruit that would last. And again, he commanded us to love one another. With these things in mind, let's take a look at objective number four. We're going to implement practical ways for both our members and guests to embrace, embrace and engage within our church and the community. As we reflect on the verses we just read, can you identify ways that Johnson Street loves one another? And why do you think Jesus made this a command? You can just shout out from the floor. Perfect example. Rust Street Ministries is a perfect example of ways that Johnson Street loves not, not only one another, but this community. Why do you think Jesus made loving one another a command? <laughs> That's exactly right. And the other part of that is, and this just keeps coming to mind over and over, is if we don't know one another, if we're not in community with one another, how can we love each other? That's exactly right. This church does a very good job of taking care of each other. And as Michael pointed out, if you've been in a crisis situation, then no doubt you have been served by people in this congregation. We have willing hands and hearts and feet that run quickly to your aid. So it is awesome that we have that. This has always been known as a loving church. I've had friends come to visit from out of town, and that's the one thing they say. I've never been in a more welcoming place, and I think it's evident by the people here. Uh, click to the objective. Okay, implement practical ways for both our members and guests to embrace and engage within our church and the community. What's that going to look like? We've been blessed there it is. We've been blessed with an abundance of tangible resources. The room that we're meeting in is just one of them, but we have many more. What if we started using them as tools instead of just a place for us to be comfortable and to gather? Uh, think about marriage conferences that we could invite the city. Youth conferences, singles conferences, singles again conferences, concerts, speakers who could address concerns. I don't like this speaker. <laughs> hmm. What if we invited other congregations to partner with us in some of our efforts? And then we would engage even deeper into our community. The second bullet is uh, highlight ministries each month with a call to action. We have a lot of good things going on here at Johnson Street, and some of you may not know about all of them. What if we highlighted a ministry each month so that you had an opportunity to learn about not only that ministry, but perhaps that day we would have a call to action moment. In the communion ministry that I oversee, it is often, not very often, but sometimes people at the last minute are not able to meet their obligation or to go visit the people that are for the care facility they've been assigned to. So if we had that ministry that day or had a call to moment for that ministry, you would have an opportunity for that one day to volunteer there and find out what it's all about because that, that need would be made known to the congregation. Uh, define the what and why of church membership at Johnson Street. It's very important that we look at the what and why about membership here. What's going to be expected of me? What opportunities are available? How do I find out how I can participate? What does it look like to embrace each other with, uh, 
as followers of Jesus. And why is that even important? When you become a part of Lions Club, Kiwanis Club, Booster Club, or any other club, there's a reasonable expectation that you are going to participate in the work to which they've, co- they've committed. Church membership is no different. We all are involved in activities that have nothing to do with church life, but they're good, and they're worthy of our time and our effort. But what happens sometimes is we get so involved in all these other good activities that we find it difficult to carve out some time to participate in the life of this church and kingdom work. Have we fully embraced the truth that we have been chosen and appointed to do the good works that will bear lasting fruit? Offer additional opportunities for weekly gatherings outside of Sunday and Wednesday. Right now in our community, sometimes life is hard. Jobs have become very demanding. There's not enough workforce, and so those of you who are in the workforce have been called to work beyond sometimes your limits, and so that makes it impossible for you to get here on Sunday or Wednesday. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had groups that were meeting outside of that time to provide community for women, men, moms, singles, teens, young professionals? I mean, the subpopulations within this congregation are numerous. And if we had a group meeting on a different morning or an evening or an afternoon that would be accommodating to your schedule, That would allow you to embrace the people that you identify with, be able to share your difficulties, lean in and learn to love one another even greater, and then work through your difficulties with the truth of God's Word. Ultimately, by partnering with God and embracing each other and engaging others in our community with God's transforming love, we are going to see our guests become members and our members become more active in participating in kingdom life here. Thank you, Nancy. Um, One thing right before we started talking about up here, uh, Nancy and I both um, talked about uh, the importance of relationships, and all of this is about relationships. Um, God made us to need relationships. God didn't just make us um, to be by ourselves and to go through this entire journey all by ourselves. We need each other. God wanted us to be here to be with him, but also to be with each other. And so, um, and that's one thing that we're going to stress a lot today. Um, It talks about what is your role. We're going to talk a little bit more about that when I I, uh, talk about my objective as well. But certainly, if we are going to be here for each other, we need to be with each other each other, and we need to develop these relationships. Okay, the first verse I'm going to look at is uh, 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 and 2. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Okay, this, uh, this particular verse um, if you, if you uh, study much about the relationship between Paul and Timothy, you, you can see right there at the very beginning, what does he call him? What does Paul call Timothy in this, in this verse? His son. And so certainly he has developed a very deep relationship. Um, and uh, and he, uh, he talks about the fact that, um, that these words that we've spoken together, he said, take those and trust those to other people. Go share that message to other people, okay? 
Um, the next verse. Okay, this is from Romans. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Okay, so certainly the importance he talks about here is that we must go out. We must go look. We must go search to share this message because don't we have the most incredible, hopeful message in all of, all of creation? Don't we have a great message to share with people? Amen. Yes, thank you. All right, um, let's go ahead and continue with the objective uh, that we're going to, I'm sorry, had a couple of questions first, okay? All right, so as we demonstrate the same grace to others that Jesus extends to us, what can we do to ensure that we are prepared and qualified to share the gospel as we encourage others to do the same? Okay, let you think about that for just a second. And uh, again, if you have anything that you want to share, um, just let us know and we'll be happy to, to, to let you shout that out. Okay, uh, the word that you used, authentic, that's a word that keeps coming up. And it's interesting, you must have been reading my notes because it's going to come up again here in a minute. So, yes, sir. Oh, I agree, I agree. Okay, he said that in order for us to be qualified to share the gospel, we need to know the gospel ourself. Is that important? Absolutely, yes. That is absolutely important, okay? So in order for us to be able to share it, we need to know the gospel. Now, does that mean we need to know every single detail of every word in the Bible? Uh, that would be a really tough task. But hopefully, if we can learn enough of the good news that we can share the good news, then we can work on the rest of the details. But we need to know the good news. Okay, I'm sorry I saw it. Okay, and where is that safe place where we can practice? Okay, okay. So certainly, that's not limited to one place, is it? Okay. But we could be doing that on our own, or we could be doing it certainly with people that we need to get out and be with. Yes. Yes, and one thing that Nancy also shared, it's kind of along the same thing that you just shared with us, there are lots of opportunities. It can be at your homes, it can be in the, the Tuesday morning uh, men's Bible class for the men, and the, the ladies have classes as well, outside of the time where we gather here. So certainly there are opportunities, and it is difficult. Um, you talked about our, our schedules being so crazy and so full. Um, it just seems like the more as time progresses, the busier we get. And I don't know if anybody else feels that same way or not, but we have all these time-saving things and devices and technology, but it seems like the more we get, the busier we get too. Um, but there are opportunities. There are opportunities to do that. Okay. All right, let's look at uh, the second question. What can we do to make sure our feet are beautiful when we embrace all of our family, when we search for opportunities to share the good news with our members, guests, and our community? Okay, what can we do to make sure our feet are beautiful? Okay, did you say to pray? Is that what you said? Yes, thank you, thank you, absolutely, absolutely. All of this has to be bathed in prayer. 
Prayer is so crucial to everything. We've got to keep prayer in all this. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, great input. Thank you. Uh, let's go ahead and go on to, the, uh, to our objective. Okay. Our objective is to actively develop and support areas of discipleship and fellowship for specific populations in our membership, such as college-age students, women, men, married, unmarried, seniors, children, youth. Okay, did we, did we leave anybody out on that list? Oh, okay. All right. Maybe we need to think about that too. Certainly, now certainly our objectives, we, we could, and all the objectives that we have, we could add more detail and sometimes we will, and we, we've done that and we'll talk about those here in a minute where we say, what does it look like? So certainly part of this, are, are some of these groups, are there lots of unsaved people in these groups? Probably. Absolutely. Okay. So yes, um, but we, we want to be uh, spe- uh, specifically intentionally targeting some of the groups that we want to look at, okay? And so these are, and, and again, the, the objectives are, they're, they're kind of a broad overview of, of what we want to try to accomplish, but we can certainly add much, much more as we get into these. But we want to be intentional about targeting specific groups. And these are some of the specific groups that we, uh, that we mentioned as we um, were working through the objectives. Okay, now, one thing that uh, I think that is very, very uh, important to point out, and this is kind of what spoke to me when I was reading through this objective, it says, actively develop and support areas. Now, there's two areas that it's talking about, but I just want to back up even before we get to the areas. Okay, if we are being active, what are we doing? That's, that's one of those verbs. We talked about verbs a little bit before. We are participating, yes. If you are active, you are doing something. Okay, now what about developing? Is that another kind of a verb? That's a good thing my dad's not here. He's the English teacher. He may, he, he taught English for forever. Okay, is, is developing, is that an action word also? Okay, does it stop? Does developing ever stop, really? I would say probably not. And what about support? Is that another verb? Okay. All right, I didn't want to come give you a grammar lesson or anything, but, but those, are, those are all doing things. Those are all getting involved, looking for things to do. And one thing about this whole process, I got to make sure I'm not going over my time here. One thing about this entire vision thing that, that I'm super excited about is that I see this as an opportunity for us to be intentionally looking for ways to start things, or not even start things, but continue things that we're already doing in a better way for people who feel a passion for a certain ministry or opportunity in our church, we want to make those much more uh, presentable, much more uh, where people can have the opportunity to get involved. We want to make it easier. We want to do a better job of setting up a structure to make it where people, if they feel passionate about something, we want to make it where they can get involved in that. We want them to have the opportunity to get involved. And that, to me, that's what most of this entire vision is about, is finding ways to help the church of Jesus Christ grow in this community and outside the community as well. Okay. So, and certainly develop, uh, developing and supporting uh, discipleship and fellowship, and certainly these are huge, huge things um, 
that are very, very important. And we can talk a lot about um, the importance of discipleship. And we've already talked about fellowship some. Um, let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and go to the next the questions. Okay. All right. All right. How much more time we got? Got a few more minutes? Okay. All right. So because we are saved by grace, okay, because we're saved by grace, how can we demonstrate grace as we live our lives? So what are some ways that we can actually actively demonstrate grace as we live our lives? And some of these answers may be really similar to the things we've already said. Well, stay humble. Okay. Stay humble, certainly. Yes, thank you, John. Absolutely. Realize that we have all received grace. I know that I have, say, I have received a lot of grace. Okay, so staying humble and, and knowing that, that without grace, we really, we, where would we be without grace? We would be lost, absolutely. Okay, so when Jesus, and, and again, Jesus came to this earth to show us how to do these things. And we talked about um, where, where if, we, if we were to go back and think about it, what kind of people did Jesus go to pursue? Where did he go to pursue these people? Wherever they lived, wherever they were, whatever situation they were in, he went to those places. He went places where most Jewish or a lot of Jewish people didn't want to go or weren't supposed to go. And he did a lot of things that, that most Jewish people absolutely looked down upon. Okay? The people with leprosy. What did he do with the people of, with leprosy? He touched them. He gave them hugs. Okay? Um, and we could, we could list a long list of those things that, that Jesus did in places he went where most good Jewish people would not want to go. Okay? Okay, quit being so timid. Okay? I, I talked a few minutes ago about the fact that we have the best message on the planet in all of the universe. We have, I mean, we have the best possible news, and for some reason we're timid. Why, why are we timid? I mean, what are some real, honest reasons of why we're timid to share this good? And, and I'm, I, I mean, I, I would love to hear these. Okay, that our own, sometimes we're afraid that our own experience is not really valid. Okay, um, what else? What else? Why else are we sometimes timid? Absolutely, absolutely. So the experiences that we have, that God has made part of our journey, we can use those to help share with others to show them, you know what? I need grace just like you. I have needed your grace. And there are many things in my journey and in my life where, where the grace of God has helped me get through. And I, and I know that I've said this, and you guys that have ever heard me speak very much um, have probably heard me say it a dozen times at least, that I don't know how people get through life without having a church family. And I'm, I just, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm my Poor wife, she gives me a hard time sometimes because I do the teacher thing and I say, raise your hand. But how many of you absolutely could say today that there are times where you don't know how you would have made it through some of the things we've dealt with without a church family? Okay. Pretty much almost every single person in here. We need each other. We need each other. We need to extend that grace to each other. Okay, so the last one. Why is discipleship an authentic Christian? Okay, going back to Larissa that she said a few minutes ago, why is uh, discipleship and authentic Christian fellowship so crucial to all of our family members' 
at Johnson Street, okay? So certainly discipleship, we know, hopefully we could, we could all agree, that we, it's not just a good idea, but as you said, when, like you talked about loving one another, is that a suggestion? Is it just a good idea? What, what did you say it was? It's a command, okay? It is a command to love one another, okay? So we must be loving one another. We also must be going out and sharing this good news. He, that's, uh, Jesus said it over and over that, he, that our job, our task, is to go out and tell everybody that we know about the good news. But what about authentic Christian fellowship? Well, let me, let me ask this first. Is authentic Christian fellowship important? Yes, thank you, okay? Um, I, w- I would hope that everybody could agree with that, okay? Um, is, is behavior that is not authentic, is that, is that very helpful, honestly? Okay, is it very productive? Does it build things up if we don't have authentic fellowship with each other? Okay. All right, so why is all of this crucial to our family members here at Johnson Street? And not really just our family members, but specifically um, in this particular question, I, I wanted to know why is it so crucial to all of our family members? And maybe it goes back to what we said just a moment ago. So certainly if, if uh, what Dan was saying, if you guys couldn't hear him, that just getting together for a few minutes a week, whether it's Sunday morning or whenever we do that, um, that may not be enough to be really, truly authentic fellowship. Because in order to be in fellowship, what do we have to do? We have to be, we, we got to spend time around, around our people, around our brothers and sisters in Christ. We, we need that. God knows that we need that. Okay? All right. So what does this look like? Almost didn't leave very much time for this. Okay, we've got a few more minutes. Okay, what does this look like? We want to create leadership teams, okay? And this goes back to how can you get involved, okay? We've talked about the fact that we, we need to be involved. We need, we need to be involved to be part of something that God wants us to be involved with. Uh, but that also, of course, helps other people. So we want to create leadership teams for the specified populations identified in this objective. So the groups that we talked about um, that talk just about uh, very specific groups, but also we can add others to those groups. Okay, create leadership teams for the specified populations identified in the objective. Okay, we want to empower the leadership teams with resources and education to disciple and provide fellowship within their group. So we talked about the importance of, of learning what's, what we need to be teaching. We need to know the truth, okay? And certainly we can learn the truth by gathering together to study and to discuss and to, to share whether it's uh, Sunday morning Bible classes or whether it's the, the, the early morning classes or the evening classes that we have outside of worship times as well. And then uh, the, the last one is provide opportunities for fellowship among the different populations coordinating with the leadership team. So, so what we would absolutely love to do is begin to, um, or can, I shouldn't say begin, we've, we already do a lot of these things, and we do a great job with so many good things right now, but we want to give even more opportunities for people to get involved in something that they feel passionate about, that God is calling them to get involved in, Okay. And we, want to, we, we don't want to just give them opportunities, but we also want to give them the tools they need 
to be able to do that. All right. I want to thank everybody for being here again. And uh, when Dr. Dunham came in and took the count, I believe we're at 105 today. That's a good turnout. Thank you all for coming. Uh, there is a, another slide here for questions. Um, right there, if you have questions, please uh, send them to us via email and they will be answered. Uh, I want to take just a minute. We started out uh, doing one objective during class time and we were able to have discussion time at the tables. Um, since we've been having, we only, we have 13 objectives, we have eight weeks. Some of them have to have two and we've kind of had to change our format as we go along here and we apologize for not the discussion that, because we wanted y'all to have that discussion. Uh, therefore, use the, uh, the questions up here if you have any other questions or comments. They don't just have to be questions. They can be encouragement. Uh, they can be feedback. They can be criticism if you want them to, but please use that email. Uh, next week, hopefully, uh, this mic has got a recording device on it, and it will. Uh, that's how they get the audio portion for those that missed it. Next week, uh, we will try to have a, another microphone that won't have the recording so that everybody can hear the questions. I know that's a little hard for you all to hear. But uh, thank you all for coming, and David's going to close us out. <clears throat> Holy Father, uh, God, we know that your presence is, is always with us, but we also know, God, that your presence is uh, very much so in our, in our midst this morning. Um, God, we know, that, uh, we know that you speak to us, and we just pray that you will keep our, our souls and our hearts and our minds opened um, to hearing uh, your call and to uh, be ready for the opportunities. God, we pray that you will put people in our path. God, we know... Um, that you do that at each day and we pray that you will give us the courage and we pray that your spirit will guide us and uh, help us to have the words to say that will encourage the people when you give us the opportunity. Um, God, we also know that you open doors for us. God, help us to um, know that we will not walk through those doors alone, but that you will be with us in every step that we take. And we pray that you will help us uh, again to, to do your will. And God, we, uh, as we've, we've been praying through this whole process, God, we pray that, uh, that this will not be about us or our individual wants or comforts. We just pray that, uh, that your will and that your plan for um, this church and this place uh, right now, that your will can be what takes place. And uh, we pray that you will allow us again to uh, step out of the way um, when we need to and that uh, you will help us to know when we need to allow you just to take over. Um, God, we, we love you so much. We trust you. Um, God, we, we do have an incredible message because we know that you love us and help us to, again, to uh, not feel timid or scared or unsure when we have such a great message. And um, God, we just pray again that you will help us to have the courage to do that. Um, God, please forgive us when we fall. We are all uh, broken people and we all make mistakes, and God, we just are grateful that you extend grace to us. Um, be with us today. Um, God, be with us as we gather together to uh, talk even more about these things. Um, and God, uh, again, we're so thankful that you loved us enough to send Jesus. And uh, we pray all this in your blessed Son's name. Amen.